Hi, welcome to episode 474 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and all I want is to be loved. Maybe if I want to be loved, I should do a better podcast. Today is Fantastic Four, Volume 3, Number 45, a.k.a. Fantastic Four, 474, from September 2001. You Can't Get There From Here, by co-plotters Carlos Pacheco and Rafael Marin, scripter Jeff Loeb, and another guest artist, Jeff Johnson. The story starts with Ben Grimm, in his human form, looking kind of old here, driving a jeep near the town of Sunshine City, Florida. But the road ahead is closed, and there's a detour, and he seems lost. So he pulls out this old contraption, a big piece of paper called a map, which is kind of like Google Maps, only without Google or the Internet. It's just a map on a piece of paper. Oh, maps. Oh, maps are awful. you got to stop your car. You have to find out where you are on the map, and then find out where you're going. Oh, there isn't a voice to tell you where you are or where to go. I don't know how people went anywhere using old paper maps. Back in those old days, I never went anywhere. Ben is saying to himself that yesterday he got up the nerve to do what needs to be done. And there's a flashback to the day before, where Ben, as a rock monster, he can turn back and forth at this point, is there at the new Baxter building, where Reed is running some tests on Johnny Storm, who can't flame off and is stuck as the human torch. Namorita is there, and she seems concerned, even though I'm still not sure what's going on here with Namorita. They seem to kind of indicate that maybe she and Johnny are dating, or were dating, but the relationship never made that was made that clear here in the Fantastic Four. Maybe it was explained in an, in another book, like New Warriors or something. Reed does something to calibrate the levels of negative energy and cosmic energy in in Johnny, and voila! Johnny flames off. He seems pretty happy at first, but his happiness is short-lived because a minute later, he flames on again, burning even hotter, hotter enough, hot enough to shatter the glass box he was being held in. He is now very pissed off, and he says to Reed, Whatever's wrong with me, Reed, you caused it. He did. Fix it. Now. Ben's like, Listen, Junior, stuff happens. Well, being a rock monster is one thing, but being a guy covered in fire 24 hours a day, oh, that's really going to kill your love life. Unless he finally decides to date Asbestos Girl. Reed tells Johnny he can come up with a suit that will, will regulate the negative energy in him and allow him to be normal. But it might affect his ability to fly. Johnny says he doesn't care about that. He just wants to be able to walk down the street. Hold his girl's hand. I want to be normal, he says. Doesn't anybody get that? Ben replies, Yeah, some of us do. So the next day, Ben figures out where he's going. He's got the address he's looking for. He turns back into the thing, and he drives his Jeep into town. So he gets into the middle of town, and for some reason, it's filled with all kinds of old-timey 1930s-style cars. Like... Did he use a time machine to get to Sunshine City? He finds a house 
knocks on the door, and Alicia Masters answers, and she gives him a hug. Several days later, Sue pays a visit to Abigail Baxter. I guess that was Noah Baxter's wife. They don't, I don't think they made it clear until now. Her husband Noah seemingly died, preventing negative energy coming from the negative zone from destroying New York City. Sue tells her that Reed is doing everything he can to find Noah or the Alexandria Space Station. I think Abigail realizes that by saying Reed is doing everything he can, that means Reed is doing nothing. She knows that he has his hands full with the Johnny situation. Sue confesses that they think Noah might be dead, but Abigail calls that poppycock, and she's pretty certain that Noah is still alive. Back in New York City, Reed has constructed a bulky suit of armor for Johnny to wear to keep him from flaming on. I sure hope Johnny likes holding hands with a girl, because that's as far as he's going to get. Sue returns, and she has the mail, including a note from Ben, saying that he has quit the team. Johnny says they've all quit at one time or another. Except for Johnny himself. I guess he has, but for like a page or two. And he says that Ben will be back. He suggests that Namorita take his place. Isn't that like having a recipe that calls for lobster meat and instead using bacon bits instead? Reed, he, he doesn't really want Ben to quit. Or maybe he just doesn't want Namorita on the team. So he wants to track down Ben and talk to him, look him in the eyes, and make sure that he really wants to quit. I'm sure there will be begging involved. You can't leave, Ben. You can't. We'll have to replace you with Namorita. Namorita! So later, Reed and Johnny have traveled down to Sunshine City, and Johnny makes an odd comment. Sunshine City! Just like I pictured it. Skyscrapers and everything. What? First of all, Sunshine City is not a real place. Second of all, it's clearly drawn as a small town. Is Johnny being sarcastic? Was he not aware that small towns don't have skyscrapers? It's like he's never been to a small town before. What is this weird place? No skyscrapers? What kind of place doesn't have skyscrapers? It's crazy. He sees a mailman saying to a dog, Howdy, neighbor. And Johnny mutters to himself, Howdy? What is that, some kind of alien language? He's never heard the word howdy before? Some lady passes by Johnny and tells him to have a nice day. And that confuses Johnny, and he mutters to himself, Lady, I've never laid eyes on you in my life. So now he's confused by strangers talking to him? He's a celebrity. Strange women come up to him all the time and talk to him. What's going on? This is the weirdest page. Is that new suit... Cutting off the supply of blood to his brain? This is a very odd sequence of events. Soon, Reed and Johnny track down Ben using some kind of receiver in his uniform. And they find Ben sitting on a tractor working a field on a farm. They ask him if he's alright, and he says, Never better. And he asks, Didn't you get my letter? Reed starts to talk him out of it, but Ben gets mad and pushes them both away and yells out that he just wants to be left alone. Johnny loses control of his flames, and he flames on. Ben stomps on the ground, and Sue falls down. She was lurking around, invisible. Like, what a bitch move. Ben isn't some kind of supervillain. He's one of her closest friends. 
Why is she lurking around invisible? Ben repeats that he's done with the FF and he doesn't want to go back to New York. Reed physically restrains him and Sue turns invisible again. Inside the house, Alicia, who's working on a new statue of guess who? Yes, the thing. Obviously, she's recently had her hands all over him and she hears a commotion coming from outside where Ben is full-on fighting with Reed and Johnny. He even tosses a tractor at Johnny and it lands and it cracks apart. Alicia comes out and asks what's going on. Ben is still freaking out and he runs off past, Ali uh, past Alicia, knocking her down and Reed has to catch her. He comes up to Sue, who's in a force field, and she says that Ben is free to quit the FF if he wants to, but ask him that if he's here of his own free will to turn back into his human self, which he does. And once he's human again, he's like, what's been going on here? It's become clear to Reed that the thing was under the influence of the puppet master. And Reed asks Alicia what's going on. But before she can answer, the entire town shows up and they're all holding sticks. Ooh, the FF better watch out. Normal people with sticks. Everyone is yelling back at the FF. You won't take us from here. It seems like they're all under the Puppet Master's control. Reed asks Johnny if he can fly around and find the Puppet Master. Even though earlier Reed said the metal suit would affect Johnny's ability to fly. I guess not. Johnny flies up, but he's immediately shot in the back by some purple ray. He spins out of control and falls toward the ground. Ben starts to fight off the locals when Reed gets a call from Johnny, who has found the Puppet Master at a playhouse on Main Street. So Reed, Sue, and Ben head off in that direction. They get there and they find the evil little dude holding a Thing puppet, saying, You can't touch me. I'm protected. And out come two Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ugh, sorry. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. makes me sleepy. Um, okay. There's this one white chick. She's the one who shot Johnny with her small stun gun. And a black dude who's packing a gigantic-sized gun. Like, you know, a rifle in his hands. They tell the FF they are interfering with a government-sponsored program, so step away. Is the government up to something evil? Oh, that doesn't sound like the government of George Bush and Dick Cheney that I know. The agents tell Mr. Masters to send the townspeople home, which he does. He just tells them, Please go home, nothing to see here. Are they under his control because of puppets, or... If so, that's a lot of puppets. Or is he just like the mayor or something? The male agent explains that Puppet Master is part of a witness protection program for criminally insane villains to take them out of prison and reprogram them for normal life. Okay, now that, now that doesn't sound like a program that would exist under Bush and Cheney. He says that Ben and Alicia's involvement are part of some kind of concession, and clearly a bad one, he says. So later, Alicia and Ben are up on a hill overlooking the town, and yeah, no skyscrapers. Ben asks Alicia if she really wrote that letter asking him to come back down there, and she says that she's not sure. Her stepfather did, did promise to never control her. But then again, why would she trust an abusive dick like him? 
She says he wanted for Ben and her to be happy together. And Ben replies, that's not for him to decide. She says, all she wants is to be loved. Isn't that what everyone wants? And Ben replies, I guess. There's a little awkward moment. And Ben finally says that the reason he originally came down there is to tell her that he doesn't love her anymore. And she says that she doesn't love him anymore either. Ben says they should move on. Alicia says that they can still be friends. And, uh, didn't they have this conversation when they broke up, like, back before Secret Wars? Like, 16 years earlier? If you have to per periodically get together and declare that you don't love each other, then maybe you probably do love each other. He says they will always be friends, and he hugs her. And, lurking nearby, eavesdropping on this whole thing, is Johnny. Who I'm, uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that he, he totally wants to bang Alicia, right? Johnny and Ben, by the way, are both wearing these heavy trench coats. Like, where the hell is Sunshine City, where it's cold in the summer of 2001? So that's the end of a less than exciting issue of the Fantastic Four. I'm not sure what the government is really doing with the Puppet Master. A program to reintegrate him into society seems unlikely. I mean, he can control people's minds. Wouldn't Bush and Cheney figure out something more nefarious to do with him, that guy? It could be like, it could be part of some kind of massive 9-11's conspiracy. I don't know. Also, I'm not crazy about Johnny's new suit of armor. I don't know if that's such a good idea. I'm never crazy about putting characters into armor if they weren't previously wearing armor. Captain America, Superman, Daredevil. Putting armor on a character never works. It just looks stupid. The only thing I did like about this issue was the ending, with Johnny obviously still carrying a torch, no pun intended, for the woman he once thought was his wife, but turned out to be not his wife, but a scroll. I know this never happened, but wouldn't it be cool if Johnny started to date the real Alicia and realized he doesn't really like her the way that he liked fake Alicia back in the 1980s? So that's all I got for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes of iTunes or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Everybody knows.